Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and more. Follow Elliot in the Morning everywhere social at EITM Online. And uh, welcome our buddy, Mr. Christian Finnegan. Oh, hooray, it's me. Hooray, it's you. How weird is this? Yeah, it's like you're in my house. You're in my world, buddy. I know, it's no. very bizarre. <laughs> no, isn't it? It's weird. It is very strange. It is very strange. It's weird to do radio in New York, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't, because I don't usually. It's always Are you on, serious? It's always when I'm on the road, really. I mean, you know, live radio like this. I mean, usually it's some, some dude's basement doing a podcast. <laughs> right. So no, that I get. But no, it's it's weird. Like even when we like we knew that we were going to be here for the week, we were like, "Oh my god, let's reach out to Christian." And in my head, at first, you go like, "Yeah, he'll get on the train," not meaning the subway and just come in. But it's just it's so bizarre. Yeah, and of course, but I love it. Yeah, of course, today happened to be the one day where there were like major subway issues. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. What it, was it, your problem today? There was some incident somewhere at Fifth Avenue or whatever, and said we rerouted and changed trains and whatever. It's typical New York stuff. It wouldn't even have bothered me if I literally hadn't gotten home from a European vacation yesterday. When did you get home? I got home. Uh, finally, I walked into my door around six thirty last night. Uh, so it wasn't like you know. Uh, you know, late at night or whatever, but I had been gone for six days and I was completely blissed out. And, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our return home, everything went according to plan, God forbid. And so then to wake up and it was like New York, New York has a way of sort of slapping you in the face, like, oh, hey, remember, this is hard. This is hard. <laughs> and we will make you not like us. <laughs> so, wait, so you were in Amsterdam. Were you really? I was. For six mm-hmm. days? Uh huh. Is yeah. that is that, the longest I've ever been there? Was how long was our layover? Wasn't it? It wasn't. It was hours. It wasn't even a day. Okay, that's, that's the extent of. Uh, of well, yeah, and my you're not. Experience. Did you actually go into downtown? Like we did the red light district. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. didn't we? No, no, didn't we oh, have the, a flight um, that got canceled? Eventually, yeah, but we rented the bikes at first. Yeah, yeah so we rented bikes. So mm-hmm. we we were going to where? I don't even remember. Oh, we went to Dubai. So the show went to Dubai to do – there was a Dubai Desert Rock Festival. You don't uh-huh. care. So I, the, I care very much. The, <laughs> you, have, you have no idea that I'm an investor in the Dubai Desert Rock Festival. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that it went out of business. Oh. <laughs> the, um, no, so, on the, like, so we had to stop going out, and we rented bikes and went to just – I don't know. We just went biking around somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then on the way home, we got delayed again. And we had to spend the night there. Mm-hmm. But there was no time to really do no, anything. No, that's not enough time. Yeah, I mean, that you're watching, looking at your watch the whole time, yeah. Right. I feel like doing the, like, six days there, though, is... It was a, a awesome. Lot. I mean, my wife was supposed to go by herself in March of 2020, and then that got... You what know, happened? Next, uh, you know something. I don't know. Some 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 people got the sniffles. Uh, <laughs> and then it was rescheduled for for fall of 2021, right as uh, Delta hit, and so that was rescheduled again. It, but she had this hotel that she couldn't get a refund on, and so it kept getting pushed and pushed. And this time, I was like, "All right, I'm coming with you." Uh, Wait, so, so she was going to go by herself? Yeah, I mean, she's like big into ancestry because she's a white lady, and that's what white ladies are into. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's part Dutch. There was Dutch, part of me so. that was hoping Cambry was coming today. You know, she she actually said to say hello. She just, uh, you know, her business has been closed for the past week, and so she's now trying to shovel out from all her gazillion like emails stuff. and I stuff like how like it's that. her business. Oh, it is. Oh, it, it very clearly is. It's uh, it's a for people that don't know, uh, which is everyone. Um, my wife owns a uh, little performance venue in Astoria, Queens, called QED Astoria. Right. And uh, you know, it's our money, but it's her place. You know, I. I always okay. tell people that she's the mom, and I'm like the stepdad who can take you to McDonald's in a pinch. <laughs> okay. Like, that's about the level of my responsibility there. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, so she was going to go by herself. Yes. To research her ancestors and spend was all the whole time really? in the library and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I Trust me. If you... Uh, like... Under threat of violence, you could not get me to research ancestry. Like I could not care less. Uh, I have no interest in that kind of stuff. But she she loves it. The and so her whole thing. She was going to go over there. She was going to kind of research the yeah. Just the have it be a Cambry library family. kind of trip and and whatever. Is it yeah. Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. It's weird. Like you know, and here I am talking about it. But she has these relatives who like were from Amsterdam, came to New York, and like. F- kind of founded like Kingston in upstate which is a couple hours from here or whatever and just randomly she's from Texas and so and also there's a part of a, a Queens where we live that has the same name as her a family name of hers and so it's, it's very strange and but so that's kind of cool like, yeah she fi- finds like a like a kinship to it so when you decided that you were gonna throw your hat into going with her yeah was she opposed to it no, I, I think, you know... Because I don't see you spending... And listen, I don't know everything about Christian Finnegan, but I don't feel like I've ever heard you say, oh, you know what? I can't come in and do the show. I'm going to the library. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? I have a lot of respect for libraries. Or, as they say in my Duolingo lessons, biblioteca. No, I, 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 no, not, not to research dumb, you know, legal <laughs> records of so and so bought a cow from so and so in 1642. That, that's of little that's interest to me. That's not you, no, right? No. So, was it a different trip for her when you went, or did you yeah, go I, do your thing? And at she this did point, her thing? I think you know, once she just when when we decided that we were going to go together, it became a different trip. Now, now it's just like couples doing the tourist thing. Had you been there before? Never, never. No. Was it great for it's six days? Fantastic. Did, I loved it. Did you do all the I'm assuming you did all of the like you went to the red light district? Yeah, we did. I mean that's yeah, yeah, yes we did. We uh there's actually kind of a cool um app that if you're going to see this thing called Voice Map, and I'm not getting paid, but make me an offer, Voice Map. <laughs> Uh, and you spend like five bucks on like an audio tour and it's GPS sent, you know, it follows you on GPS. And so it brings you from like point to point. And so, you know, cause we did a couple of those tour, you know, we did a day tour with the group and the guide and all that too. And that's kind of corny and fun in its own way. It's fun, but I would be afraid to do that with you. With me? No, 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 not because, not because I don't like you, but I would, I would be I would be not. What, what's the right word? I'm not not intimidated. You were worried th- that I was going to mock you for enjoying it. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you may have a point there. No, I- no, I was going to because I feel like people on that trip would the whole the whole tour would turn into. Isn't that Christian Finnegan? Oh, Christian uh, Finnegan is on our tour. There, there was one person in Amsterdam who did who did uh, say that they enjoyed my comedy, which was nice. Right, uh, I was not expecting that. But I, uh, but not to now, me- maybe ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be.
be my concern is that it, to go someplace with you, again, go to dinner, fine, whatever. But like on a whole tour of something, I just feel like it would all be no, everybody pointing and is, whispering. No, there was zero pointing and zero whispering. <laughs> um, no, it, it was great. We, we, yeah, we took a day tour out into Edom, which is like a, the, where the cheese is made, you know. Uh, oh, it's I like, like a little, it's just a little train set of a town and it's just gorgeous. And we went and did the windmill thing. And, did you, you know, really? Oh, sure. Of the, course. <laughs> when, it, when you go on a European vacation, like you can't be too cool for Amsterdam. Do you know what I mean? Like, like just oh, do no, no. the tourist stuff for like a week. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah. But like when I think of tourist stuff in Amsterdam, like windmills don't come to mind. Now, again, I don't know what I was expecting. We rode a bike around and got Panacoken. What made you sick? Panacoken. Yeah, yeah Panacoken made Tyler vomit on the plane. Too much honey. <laughs> too much honey. Yeah, which oh, like a I'm really so sweet like pancake or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but I wasn't I, a big pancake guy. The the the, 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 the pancakes are a big thing over there. They're huge. We had the pancakes, and of course the Stroop waffles. Uh, the, oh, what is that? That's like it's like the one you can get in the convenience store here. Kind of, but yeah. they're better. <laughs> uh, it's like two thin, sort of very thin waffles with like caramel in between. And so when you bite into oh, it, oh, I know it has what like you're a, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. those are good. Those are delicious. Bitterballen, which were delicious. They're like these little kind of croquettes. They're like uh, kind of crispy balls that have sort of a kind of a risotto ball taste to oh, it. I could get into that. Those are delicious. Uh, yeah. We had all sorts of, all, all the faves. Apple pie. That's that's their big thing over there. They have apple pie everywhere. You can't avoid apple pie in Amsterdam. Really? Yeah. I don't know why By that does Like bars, like pubs, just like, oh, uh, can I get something to eat? We only have apple pie. That's like, <laughs> that's the only thing they have. Is it good? It's delicious. Is it really? Certain, not every place. I mean, some places like, okay, this is clearly a supermarket. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, this uh, the, the the Winkle Forty Three, which is this place that, that was your joint. That's what everybody told us was like, this is the best apple pie you've ever had, and I can't say they're wrong. It Good. was delicious. You know what? Now I'm happy to know that. But like things that come to mind would be like obviously going to like a cannabis bar. But but you can do that. You can do that anywhere. I know that's a, the appeal but of that is kind of Amsterdam. worn off. Over I know, the, yeah. but it's still you're doing it in Amsterdam. Yes, I did get I got a hash joint, uh, which was I don't think of I don't know if I'd had before, and it's different. It is, is it different. really? Yeah. It, it, your head feels like a balloon for about 90 seconds, and then it calms down. But it's it's super quick and super intense. By the way, can I tell you the best thing about, about New York right now? So I haven't lived here since 1999. And the um, so, so now being back this week, oh, my God. The smell of weed is so good here. It is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere. I mean, I can see it being a it's real not just bummer pockets. for people who don't smoke, though. It's yeah, not it's... just pockets where, like, again, like when I lived here, you would, you'd smell it occasionally in some places. Right. It is everywhere, dude. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. present. Yeah, it's pretty present. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, yeah, the, the idea of going to Amsterdam to smoke weed now, it feels more like you're like, oh, I'll try on the clogs and I'll smoke yeah, the right. weed. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, which we did. We tried on clogs. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand people who like bought clogs. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to use precious suitcase space for clogs because those things are massive. They're ridiculous. Like, how many th these idiots who check bags? I, I have no respect what for people who check, check bags. Bag. Check bags. Come on. You flew. You and your wife yes. went for a week and you didn't even check bags appropriately. Come on. Be economical. Okay, also, Plan it out. But also unfair. That's unfair for you. Because you. Well, we don't kids. Yeah. The, no, no. Not even from that standpoint, but you've spent your whole life on the road. 
True, true. You have spent yes. your whole life on the road. Yes, a bit of a vagabond, you the, might say. No, but that <laughs> is... Boxcar Willie. Kerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible Hulk. Just go town to town, helping people, turning into the Hulk. No, no, but that's but that's where that's unfair for you. Because that, that has been your whole life, is that you travel and you You're travel right. and you travel. Yes, yes. But I, I just, I, I don't understand why you would do that to yourself. Like, it... Checking bags is just such a nightmare. I wish you could see, and it's just around the corner, I wish you could see Diane's suitcase for a week here. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's a week. It's a week. Okay. All right. It's a week. I either got tiny for a weekend. But you didn't fly here, though. No, No. we came on the train. We took a train. So that's the train. We also didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. I overpacked. Tiny for the weekend. (laughs) Big for the week. All right. Okay. Yeah. I. I'm. You're right. I may be a uh, uh, comedian's privilege. Is mm. that is that what this? Am I displaying privilege sure. right now? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. The. So you did. You did clogs. You did. You did. You did weed. You we went did to clogs. The, we did weed. Yes. You did go to the red light district. Sure. Yeah. We uh, we walked around for a little bit and we did like that's where we used that voice map tour. I was saying. And, oh, and okay. A, uh, and and uh, we walked around the Vondel Park, which is like a beautiful park there. And uh, yeah, we did all sorts of walking tours. We went to some museums. We did the whole deal. Is Anne Frank. Frank? Yeah, that's yeah. there, right? <laughs> I wish people could have seen the tentative mouthing of the because words Anne Frank. In my mind, it's there, but yes. I, you we also actually, don't want to look. Our hotel was like right on down the street from the Anne Frank Museum. That's what we requested. The- no. <laughs> I want to be near something that doesn't end well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did. They have a they have a, a beautiful little. Is it cool? Uh, I mean, a cool might not be the right word. Sobering. Uh, oh yeah, no, no. I don't mean like do you walk out feeling like I'm ready to take no, on the it's, world. It's well done. But it's it's very be, well done. It's got to be very cool to see. It's very well done, and it's uh, it's super well preserved, and they have like a little museum attached to it, and you know they have those little things where you know you have a little thing that you hold your ear and you put it against the wall, and it and then it'll it, like, give talks you like to you. Yeah, it'll give you like forty five seconds of information about various rooms and stuff. Is it and same with Rembrandt's house? We went to Rembrandt's house. And that's like beautifully preserved. And, you know yeah. what the great thing is? I would not have mouthed Rembrandt there. <laughs> <laughs> Vermeer. <laughs> go back. Go back to Anne Frank's house for a second, though. Is it? Is it? I mean, obviously, from reading history, and you know, you know the story, and and I'm sure there's parts of the story that you don't know. Uh, yeah, you think you know, and then you're like, the oh, point. I didn't really know a lot of this at all. But yeah. But when you're in that house, is it? Is it hard to? Well, the answer has to be yes. It's hard to imagine that it's. World War Two, and that Nazis are coming through, coming through Amsterdam, and that you're literally hiding up in this. What I'm, it's like a, isn't it like a brownstone? It's, it's it's the it's the back part. It's sort of a hidden part of a building above a factory where her that her her father owned. Uh, that was then, of course, appropriated by the Germans and whatnot. But um, they were living in the, sort of the back part of the building behind a bookcase. Right. And uh, and there were like three floors. And there were their family and then a few. There were like eight people, eight or ten people total living. That were in all this, in there. Yeah. And um, they were there for like, I think, over two years. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing. And, and, and she was just an incredibly 
gifted writer for like a 14 year old girl. Right. Like she really. And, and so it was interesting to hear just the perspective of someone who's, you know, going through puberty and she's a kid and, you know, but she's talking about our dreams about being a, a writer someday and, and talking about the various people who who's nice and who's not nice. And, you know, they're still teenagers, you know, and sure. and, uh, and so, yeah, it's it's super it, it's worth doing. It's not super depressing. It's more just kind of humbling, you know, like, wow. What a- oh, to me, I, th- I feel like that would be fascinating. Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be fit. Now, are you able to, uh, obviously you're able to appreciate it. You're a very smart person, but are you, (laughs) but do you also like whisper to Cambry things that you probably shouldn't in that? Well, of course. Well, I, honestly, not, maybe not the Anne Frank house, but I did keep thinking of there's a great Mr. Show sketch. (laughs) Did you ever watch Mr. Show? (laughs) No. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time where there was like, like an MTV road rules type show (laughs) where there were like a bunch of people to Anne Frank house and they're, they're going around Europe looking for bean bags, like these (laughs) hidden bean bags. And they're at, and the Frank house, like tearing it apart, looking for bean bags. Uh, uh, But yeah, so that occurred to me quite a bit. I have a little, I had a lot of fun just just with the dumb road signs, and you know there was a uh, there was one place a street called Wrecked Boom Sloot, and I said oh, I had too much to drink last night with a Dutch guy, and I woke up with a Wrecked Boom Sloot. <laughs> now, have you have you performed? I know that this was just vacation. Have you performed there? Not in Amsterdam. Uh, I performed in Ireland and Edinburgh and Australia. Those, I think, are the only real international places I've performed. Is there a comedy scene in, um, Amsterdam? in Amsterdam? Yeah, there's a big... There's Boom Chicago, which is kind of a, a, a kind of an historic... I think it's improv, uh, but uh, that's been there forever. And Tom Rhodes was like the David Letterman of Amsterdam oh, you know for like what? 10 years. Totally forgot about him, but yeah, 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 no, you're absolutely right. That makes sense. Are you a good vacation person? Um, I guess it depends. I, I, I probably... I'm a... Generally, a first do no harm kind of person in general. Like, I'm not the kind of person who's going to ruin your vacation, but I'm not the kind of person who's going to have like, like, let's seize the day. Like, I'm not the person who's going to really think outside the box and make a great vacation either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to be the guy who just can kind of roll with things. You know, I, I like to think I'm pretty adaptable. So, who, when when all this comes together, and like you said, your wife was going, and now it's going to be yeah. um, uh, Christian and Cambria are going, and the whole thing. Do you do you start plotting stuff out or no? It's just well, you know that is definitely my wife's sort of mode of thinking. I, but I think that now that she's so busy, you know, with there's so much going on that it did kind of make her kind of calm down a little bit. Like I think in past vacations we felt like we had to more nail everything down. But it's like. We're there. We'll get stuff. I mean, we didn't get to go to to the Van Gogh Museum. Uh, it's like not even. It's, it's not even the way they say it. Like they're it's like Van Gogh. Uh, <laughs> But we did not. That was sold out. But that was the only thing that was like straight up sold out. And those um, are Van Gogh is um, Starry Night. Yes, Nailed Starry it. Night. Yep, yep. Nailed it. That, that's Amongst you know what? Others. That's enough. That's, that's his enough. stairway to heaven. <laughs> that's his. That's his smoke on the water. But it's there, right? Like it's uh, it's in the museum in the I, Van Gogh. Get in, so but, I can't tell you. That would be kind of cool when you go to Rembrandt's house. I can't name a Rembrandt, but if or is there one I can name? He, there's ones you'd recognize probably, but I don't know the names of them either. I mean, there's Good. one self portrait that I recognize. Like, oh yeah, that. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Where he's like, look, kind of surprised. Yeah. Uh, there's, yes. tr- there's definitely a, a Rembrandt style that you're like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that thing. 
but uh, it's not really my kind of painting. But, but that's cool to see. Absolutely. And it's cool to see like the actual studio, the way it's set up in the house. I guess he was like a house poor guy his entire life. Like he, he basically got all these investors to give him some money to buy like the go- most gorgeous mansion in Amsterdam and spent his entire life trying to pay it off and then oh. couldn't and had to, <laughs> was forced out of it like 20 years later. But it's beautiful. And as a result, and there's a, you know, and he had a, like a, a beautiful art studio and then he had students upstairs with their little, you know, and so, so that was kind of, that's cool. I mean, I do like seeing the way people lived sure. in certain periods of time, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's just, it's just a magical place. You know, we did the dumb canal tour at night, you know, you get on the boat. Okay, they, that's kind of cool. I remember yeah. the, like the, the, the canal, we didn't go on the canal, but yeah. I remember riding the bike and you would see it. That's yeah. nice. And I mean, that's romantic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great place. I, I have nothing bad to say. I about still it. can't believe you and were in Amsterdam English. yesterday. Yeah, that's the weirdest part to me. Yeah, I mean, that was. Do they not know. have COVID there? Uh, they they call it something else. They call it <laughs> COVID. No, um, <laughs> you know, they. It was pretty chill there. Which, you know, on some, in some ways is concerning, because I know in, in London, it's, the numbers are skyrocketing again. Right, but, but you weren't uh, in London. Huh? You weren't no, in London. No, but I mean, London to Amsterdam, I don't know what the time is, but I would assume it's like here to Ohio. Queens? You know, oh. or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's probably not much further than here to, you know, Dayton, you know, okay. I'm guessing. Okay, but if cases were spiking in Dayton, it's not like you were going to walk good in point. here with a mask on. A very good point, Thank yes. Thank uh, Spiking in Dayton. Uh, this is my career, spiking in Dayton. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely was more chill than maybe I would have expected. But, it, I mean, it's kind of not like, it's not unlike New York a little bit. On mass transit, you know, at the airport, you put on a mask, and on the plane, you put on a mask, and, you know. And then that's it, and then you just get there and you take it off. Good for yeah. you. Good yeah. for you. It's still so weird to be seeing you here. I love it. I, I love, love it, it, too. All right. Where are you do, staying? Well, we checked out. Yeah. Oh, you are, this is your last day. Yeah. So yeah. sorry. Where were you staying? Uh, the public hotel. Is that nearby? The, um, like 20 yeah, minutes. Houston yeah. and uh, Bowery. Oh, very nice. Very the, nice. Very nice. <laughs> Access to the Lower East Side. Nice. <laughs> All right, give me a quick break. We'll come back more with Christian Finnegan next. Connect with Elliot in the morning on Twitter at EITM Online. Um, can I can I ask you about something you mentioned during the break? Sure. About Atlanta? Yeah. What is a country club gig? <laughs> um, I. It's a, a, a comedian, uh, Paul Ollinger, a very funny dude who is based in Atlanta. He just contacted me a couple of months ago, and he is just starting to book occasional shows at this beautiful country club in uh, in Buckhead, which is like the nicest part of Atlanta. And he asked me if I'd come down and do a couple shows. And so, I mean, it was it was. It was weird because it's like you're not trying to promote it because it's literally just for members of the club. Right. You know, so if there's no pressure, like usually when you go to a city, you come and you do the morning radio, you're tweeting like, I'm in. Yeah, know. sure. You want to sell tickets. Yeah, I get exactly. That. Whereas this, you just kind of waltz in and, and do your show, you know, and you look out in the room and you're like, oh, I have made terrible decisions in my <laughs> life uh, because clearly you are living on a different plane of existence than I am. So uh, is it is it a. Is it a good crowd? 
You know, they were actually a good crowd. They were kind of rowdy. I mean, the, the one show was a little rowdier than the other. One show was a, like bordering on too rowdy. Uh, was it really? Well, because they all know each other. Do you know what I mean? It, it oh. was a lot like doing a corporate gig where, oh, you know. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they're all club members, and so they all know each other. And so sometimes you get the guy who's be like, I'm going to impress all my friends by participating, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, you know, so there's a little of that. And uh, but you know they all have they all had a sense of humor and they were actually surprisingly like hip. I, I kind of went in expecting it to be very much you know uh, who what who needs a cordless telephone? You know, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I... <laughs> And they were they were much younger. That's the weird thing is looking at them. It's like, oh, a substantial number of you are younger than I am. That is depressing on many levels. <laughs> a lot a lot of ladies who lunch, you know, and uh, you know, the just kind of the a little bit of a, a trophy bride situation with some of them. Like you okay. can you can tell like you can tell it's like, oh, it's Mr. Mr. Hedge Fund guy and his uh, and his wife, who right. runs the committee or something, <laughs> the neighborhood committee. Um, but but is, no, it was fun. Is that a new like? Is that like you, you mentioned corporate kids? I mean, like comedians do that. I get it. Well, the, it's not a circuit. Like I had never that done was that. Going to be my question. Yeah. I, I'm sure that they exist. I had done shows at country clubs in the past, but as like one-off shows. There's not like a you do the country club circuit. But this guy, and he's kind of he's a smart dude, and uh, I think he could do it. He's trying to maybe create a little bit of a circuit where you could go down for like two weeks sense. and go from like place to place because these shows were on Wednesday and Thursday that's what was so great about it is that usually it's like it was good money like better money than I would have got playing a club and I still had my weekend you know so it was uh pretty sweet that's pretty good yeah because yeah, I get why would it matter what night it is for them it doesn't yeah, yeah right they, they don't yeah we were going for dinner anyway <laughs> yeah and it's like it's the place they hang out you know it's the you know it's the golf course and the dumb pool and all that you know so. <laughs> am i resentful maybe a little are you a big golfer oh my god no <laughs> good lord no not unless there's like a giant giraffe i have to go through its legs or something like that if there's a windmill that i have to go through then but what was your sport weren't you big into a sport basketball i mean that's the sport that i actually follow, you follow. yes right that but I'm, did you yeah. play no, I mean, I let's define play. Like, were you on your high school team? No, good lord, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, when I was a kid, I played soccer because where I because grew up, you were a kid, everybody plays soccer. I mean, I don't is that that's still true, right? Kids For just the most play soccer. Part, yeah. It's so weird how it's like every kid plays soccer, and then at a certain point, it was like. I will now no longer care about soccer. <laughs> you know? Like as a country, we just like there's like a 14 year old cutoff where it's just like I now not only do I not care about soccer, I don't remember the rules, I don't know who the teams are. I moved on. That is a when I was a child, I loved childish things. Or what's that poem? Anyway, um, so you played you played soccer as a kid? Yeah, soccer, and I played football for a couple of years, but I cried too much. <laughs> I was such a wuss because I was bi- I was kind of a big kid, you know, bigger, and so they would oh, always. No, I was like a lineman and stuff, and and I was like such a proving ground for any Napoleon <laughs> complex kid, you know, any small kid with like a chip on his shoulder. Right. I was sort of like the rite of passage, like oh go fi- go make Finnegan cry. That, that's <laughs> that's how you you level up as a, as a kid in my hometown. <laughs> 
So you weren't good at football. No, 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 no. Were you encouraged? Like, was the family encouraging you to go do it? I, it was like just you got to get out. And I think it was just kind of like following the herd, like just kids. Like all did your friends it played and, football, yeah, so you were going to do My dad it also. played football in high school, and so we just kind of assumed I would want to. And, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have the self awareness to be like, I'm an artist. Uh, <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just kind of did it, you know, but then by the time high school rolled around, I was com- completely done with sports. Because to me, when I think of high school, you, and obviously I didn't know you in high school, but high school, you to me would be cloves, all music, totally into music later. Well, that's, and that's also another, I think thing that people forget in high school, you're about three different people, depending on what year of high school you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. you know, in ninth grade, I still had my metal hair, and I was listening to Queensryche. And, and, Were and you still, really? Oh, yeah. I was heavy into metal and, and all that. And then, yeah, by senior year, I was wearing black turtlenecks and my <laughs> fake John Lennon glasses and my Morrissey pompadour. And I was uh, I was wearing black on the outside because that's how I felt on the inside. <laughs> we evolve. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was, su- I went to two years of performing arts high school. And so, uh, did I know that? I don't know. Did you? I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like I did. You, I am. You were not required to remember my childhood. No, but chronology. I feel like that. I would know. I feel like I that. Put, I would it, remember. I, it probably may have come up at some point. Yeah. My junior and senior high school, I went to like a performing arts boarding school. And so it was like, it was like the most. Like everything you can imagine, just goth kids. It, it was what I would always say. Where is home? Remind uh, me where home is. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Okay, so you went to regular high school for, for the first yes. two years. Yes, and then my last two years, I went to this school, and it was. Uh, I don't. I can't, I won't say the word, but I always say the school was divided between prodigy, prodigies and f ups. Right. Uh, because it was like Taiwan's greatest cellist, fourteen year old cellist, and Keith. <laughs> Who got kicked out of three schools, so I guess that means he's a painter. Like, that that kind of vibe. <laughs> now, what, what were you there for? I went as an actor, but we had majors, and I ended up being a double major between acting and creative writing. Oh, thank you. Yes. Now, um, did, your, did your parents send you? Uh, yeah, my dad. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of reasons. I kind of needed to get out of my house for various reasons. Uh, right. I, it, my mom was mentally ill, and it was a right. bad situation, and so I needed to, to sort of get out of there. And my dad wasn't in a place where I could live with him at the time. And sure. so, uh, so, yeah, I went to the school. But you don't know, but good coming out of the high school football guy and everything and being able to go to art school, that's pretty cool. Oh, it was amazing. And it was funny though, because it's like I always feel like the odd duck. Like, you know, at my public high school, I felt like the weirdest guy in the world. And then when I went to this performing arts boarding school, I felt like such a square. You know, I was like the Bob Saget of the school is how I felt. Well, Bob Saget, as he was thought of at the time. but um, yeah, it's it's funny now. And use, I used to use Bob Saget as an example. It's like, well, now Bob Saget implies an entirely different thing to an entirely know, different generation. I know. Uh, but yeah, when I was a kid, though, like or in the ni- late eighties, early nineties, you'd use Bob Saget as like shorthand for like square. Yeah, <laughs> you, right. You know, sure. Was there was there anybody those two years that came out that went on to be other than that? Obviously, a ton, well, a ton great cellist. In 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 the ballet and classical music world and stuff like that. But as far as But in actual... the mainstream world it's you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's <laughs> pathetic too. So sad so sad and for them. Keith. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot, a lot of actors who've who've worked a lot, but uh, I don't think anybody who's like super famous. I'm trying to think. I can't. I can't think now. Do you? You don't go back for reunions for that. I haven't been back since my career warranted it. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I, I I won't. I won't go. And during this long period of diminishment, but uh, I, I had, I, I think I went back for my tenure, right? But I mean, okay, it's been it's ten thirty years. years now. It's like I, you know, I graduated in nineteen ninety one, so I don't know. I mean, I don't. What I just also, it's like I kind of avoid them because I know it's just the shakedowns coming, right? And now, I have nothing to be shook down for. <laughs> now, so where are we? Like the, I think the last time we talked, you had done a comedy special, but you did it in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. I shot a special during the pandemic uh, called Show Your Work, which is uh, now streaming free on Prime Video. Uh, you can get it through Apple TV and YouTube and all that, but it is free on Prime Video. And uh, I'm super proud of it. I mean, it's an album, too, but the album, you know, I, I please listen to it. But I think... On video, first of all, because there's some documentary elements to the actual special when you right. watch it, uh, which you don't get on the on the video. And I think the intimacy, because we you know we shot it with 28 people back when it was everyone was socially distanced was and, and everything was clamped down. And so the the vibe I think comes through on video a lot more than it does on audio. I think, um, but um, but yeah, I'm super proud of it. And uh, you know, in many ways, it's the thing I'm most proud of. But uh, are you really yeah. that one? I mean, just because it was like something that I did on a whim to try to make myself not go insane during right. 2020. And at the time, we kind of all thought that it was just going to be a one-year thing. And and uh, it was just something that nobody asked me for. It was just something I decided to do. Right. And uh, yeah, still waiting, uh, still owed some money. Won't you know? <laughs> <laughs> get into that. But... <laughs> So now is every, but now that now that everything's going like everything's cranked up again. Everything's I mean well cranked up it's 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 weird. I mean the clubs the weekends are good, weeknights still are really tough. I mean You're not, talking about like traveling around on the road. Well, and, or in the city even clubs in the city, you know, my wife's place. Right. It, that the vibe that I've picked up is that the weekends are are great. Uh, Fridays and Saturdays are great, but it's it's been hard on on the weeknights. But a lot of it is just the the way people's lives have changed. If people are working from home, you know, it used to be it's like, hey, after work we'll go get a drink and then we'll go to see a show. Try to get somebody to put on pants on a Wednesday. <laughs> that's fair to go see comedy. Like, why? Right. <laughs> you know, no, that's and fair. so I I don't think it's fully back where it was at least during the. But week. at least it's heading in the right direction. You'd think. I mean, you know, everybody I think is. There's a fatalistic kind of thing of like, all right, well, let's see which new variant's coming down the pike or, or whatever. <laughs> but um, no, I think I think you know everything's moving. Certainly, the last few months. I mean, there were there were two false starts. You know, there was the Delta and then Omicron, right? And so it's like hard to really count on anything. You know, and that's that's been the the, the hard. So thing. like booking anything down like yeah. months down the road, well, you have to end up canceling things, and you know, and I've been doing some shows. Um, my friends Ophira Eisenberg and Pete Dominic, who are good friends of mine and great comics. My friend Pete Dominic does this politics podcast every week called Stand Up with Pete Dominic. And then during the pandemic, I started doing it with him every Friday. I would come on for an hour. And then Ophira, our friend Ophira, started doing it. And so it was the three of us. And we kind of just we enjoy each other's company. And she was she used to host a show on NPR for years. And we have kind of similar fan bases to the extent that we have them. And <laughs> So we've actually been kind of packaging, doing some shows together, oh, which is cool. just kind of a fun thing called we under the under the heading Smart Mouth, and um, 
and that's kind of something that we're hoping to book more of in the future because there's there's it's mostly stand up but there's also a, a kind of a Q&A element to it but um but yeah that's something we're hoping to expand more but yeah it is hard and also all of the people who've been rescheduled and and canceled over the not canceled in a social sense right. literally canceled <laughs> um for the past 2 years there's a lot of backlog of places being booked I gotcha. because oh you were supposed to be here in 2020 and now we're finally getting around to putting you on the calendar I gotcha. and so it's um it's slow going, but yeah, it's it's uh, things are headed in the right direction. And then sure. your 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 wife's place, as we have to refer to it in in Queens, is that doing well? Again, on the weekends, great. Weekends, it's great. Weekdays is still a little tough, but I mean, you know, we've also made some changes. We're now closed Monday and Tuesday, which has just been amazing for our lives. And kind of oh, like, I bet. why sure. didn't we do this? Eventually, we might reopen on Tuesdays, but I mean, we're always going to keep closed. On Mondays Monday, closed because it's, it's just even when she's not physically there, if it's open. She She's getting texts. It's it's just a, a niggling thing, you know? And uh, so, yeah, just for... I think a lot of people have just sort of adjusted their lifestyles. Like, oh, I can take some time off and the world isn't going to, like, collapse in on sure. itself, you know? And so things are just a little different. Now, can I ask you this? Was Christian Finnegan friendly with Bob Saget? Oh, I did not. never met him. No. Are you serious? No. I. How have I, you uh, not met Bob Saget? I don't know. L.A. guy? I'm a New York guy? You know, okay, um, but no, I and and uh, I don't know. Part of me gets annoyed when people die. Every single person has to post the one picture they took with them. It's like, all right, we get it. You met the person. Eh. Okay, no, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's that's a me thing. But. No, but it, but but you can understand if it was somebody you were friendly yes. with. Yes. Yes, I yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh but no, I never never had met Bob Saget. Uh Gilbert Gottfried, I, I had worked with once and uh was a very nice guy. Or right. I met him a few times, but a very uh but seemed like a really nice guy. It is weird like Bob Saget. That was Saget, a quick streak between Louis, Bob, Louie and and, uh, and uh and, and Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. yeah. It's like a those. specific time period all of, of like comedy all kind of passing at once. It's very strange. Was that a big like even even though like you said you worked with Gilbert a couple of times you didn't you didn't know Bob Saget does that still kind of like even you know, in your group now, now that I'm thinking about it I may have met Bob Saget at Montreal once at the at a festival oh once. just now for, that I'm thinking but like literally hi how are you know at the just for laughs festival <laughs> which yes, fresh faces you know new faces it's called new faces. oh sorry <laughs> yeah trust me not not many of those faces are fresh. <laughs> But even though, like, even though you're not close with them, yeah, that still reverberates through that world, through your world. Sure. Oh, of course, absolutely. I mean, it is. It is. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people who I'm close with were really devastated by those sure. passings, and so I don't. I'm. Uh, there's a thing that happens again that I. And this is me being Here maybe being a bit cynical. Here, Christian's going to hate something that I did. Go no, ahead. no, no, no. But I do think sometimes there are people who will kind of nudge themselves closer to a tragedy as a way to sort of <laughs> advertise their own emotional depth. Um, okay, you know, I and that's that's maybe just something that I see in my Twitter feed. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people claiming to be devastated by things they were really just bummed about, and a lot of people claiming to be bummed about things that they really don't have any feelings. Just don't about. even care about <laughs> like, it at know, all, right? Which I understand. We're all kind of promoting this brand of ourselves as interesting people. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry. This is, um, but but yeah, I mean, so certainly a lot of people. I so I knew. shouldn't even ask about Chris Rock then. 
Sure, ask away. <laughs> no, but weren't you live tweeting the Oscars? I mean, I sent out like three tweets. I, you know, I, I wasn't live tweeting it per se, but I happened to be watching it at when that, that moment. Happened. Yeah, yeah. The because I didn't see it. I'm, I wasn't watching it. So yeah. until it was like the next morning, getting yeah. up when you were watching it live, were you like, oh my god, look at this? Or well, did you it, think it was it a bit? It happened so quick. Yeah, there definitely was about three minutes until he screamed, you know, the F word twice. Right. That's when it was like, oh, my God, this is a real thing. Because at first I did think it was just like a poorly executed bit. Right. Because like, if that was supposed to be funny, it really wasn't. <laughs> and it was awkward and nobody seemed to know what was going on. And, and uh, I mean, th- I think there was, you know, a lot of people were complaining about like, how was he not escorted out of the room immediately? And I agree in theory. But. Then I put myself in the position, you're in a live broadcast. Like, everybody's just shell-shocked. I'm sure everybody's like, what do, what do we do? What? Right. Like, and especially since everybody kind of knew he was going to win Best Actor. Best Actor, and, right. And it, it, I don't blame anybody. Like, the, the people who kind of cheered for him, I mean, to me, I mean, you know. I'm, Here we uh, go. Uh, no, I, I, it, clearly, you can't. You can't hit people at an award show. <laughs> you can't do that. And yes, he should have been removed and he should have done all those things. But I don't necessarily blame the people physically in the room for not having had the perfect reactions in the moment because it's a weird scenario. Yeah, nobody went there that night thinking like, like sometimes if you go out and you're with friends and you're in a bar, in the back of your head you're like, Maybe none of my friends, but there's a chance we may see a fight tonight. Yeah. You don't go to the Oscars and think, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know what? There's a chance we're going to see somebody walk up on stage and slug someone. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. That I get. That yeah. makes sense. But yeah, so I don't know how they would have reacted. I don't know how I would have reacted. I'd like to In think I mind, wouldn't have given rushed. a standing O when we won. <laughs> like, that was a little weird. But uh, but again, even that, I think it's just herd mentality of just kind of like, we're all giving him a standing ovation, I guess, because this is supposed to mean something, because Will Smith finally won his Oscar. Like, it's some gold watch that you're supposed to get after 20 years of being a celebrity. But... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but now are you are you you're not are you close with Chris Rock or no? We're very close. No, uh, <laughs> I've met him a couple times. I don't think he would know who I was. I, I could be wrong, but uh, he my interactions with him to the extent that I've had them have all made me think this guy is a comic first and a celebrity right. second. And I mean that is the biggest compliment in the world. Sure. Like I remember once sometimes you'll have these audition shows in New York. We are auditioning for a Montreal Comedy Festival or like an HBO thing where they'll just have a like a, a litany, like a seven sixteen person lineup of everybody doing five minutes. And they're brutal. Especially when you show up, you know, so when you're, you're standing young. in line with all the other comics waiting. Well you're to in go the in. bar just waiting. And a lot of times you don't even really know what your set time is. At least this is the way maybe it's changed, you know, but back when I was kind of a young up and comer, uh, you would show up and you'd be like, Oh, I'm eleventh out of eighteen comedians. And be like, I am so screwed. Because <laughs> first of all, the shows are always terrible because everyone is just reciting their five minutes nobody's in the room nobody's messing around because you're basically just presenting your five minutes that you want to get so is there even a crowd in the in the there is but they're having a terrible time because they're just watching people recite comedy do you know what i mean there's not that same feeling of kind of interaction yeah yeah. not necessarily that you need to do a ton of crowd work but there's ways of being in the room even if you're not doing crowd work and nobody is in the room everybody is just doing their little very polished five minutes of comedy thank you for coming it looks like they might as well be you know performing in a room by themselves like rupert rupert pupkin style (laughs) but um 
it's and so those shows are always brutal. And I remember uh, Chris Rock showing up to one of them once, and uh, you know, of course, they're going to put Chris Rock on. Like you'd get as a manager, you get fired if you didn't put Chris <laughs> Rock on. But you know, the manager, I remember saying like, "Hey, man, do whatever you want to do, but just you know, this is you know, we're doing a Montreal audition tonight, and we have a lot of comics." And he he got up, he did ten tight minutes, got the hell off the stage, and I just remember thinking like, because there's a lot of comedians, a laundry list of comedians who would not only not take that into account, they would lean into it further as kind of like a, a swinging dong kind sure. of thing. Like, look how look how powerful I am. I'm going to just I'm going to push off everybody. I'm What's going to be a big moment minutes. for all of you? I'm exactly. going to. Suck up the exactly, room. exactly, and and I, I mean, I remember when that happened. Like immediately, I mean, I'd always. He was one of the reasons I started doing comedy. Uh, oh no, kidding! Bring really? the pain. Yeah, there was a, kind of a period, and when I after college, and I had worked in publishing for a couple of years, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I kind of was a, lost is not the right word, but I was just in my mid twenties and like, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and I around that time I saw Bring the Pain. And uh, I saw the I saw the original UCB uh, Upright Systems Brigade do a show, and it was still like Amy Poehler and and the original four. Oh, that's cool. And and I was like, oh, comedy! Like I hadn't even really occurred to me. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, in the Ben Stiller show, which was a big deal to me at the time, and and still is. But uh, but anyway, so I've always had a massive soft spot for Chris Rock. That's awesome. All right, last thing that I need to ask you Sorry, about. Sorry, yeah, I'm babbling. Uh, new music for olds? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Of you're course, little... if you're listening, I was listening out in the lobby. Uh, you're, if you're listening to Elliot, you may not need it because <laughs> you're up on the latest sounds. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's a newsletter I just started about two months ago. Um, you know, because I just listen to a lot of music. A lot of people my age don't. Right. You know, they have kids. They have lives. They're Or they're just... They get beaten down, and at a certain point, there is a gatekeeping element to a lot of like music blogs and stuff, and they they act like if you don't know reference X, Y, and Z, and if you don't know the, the you know fifty songs you need to hear by the end of this afternoon, you know, like, <laughs> and there's just that overwhelming, and a lot of people just check out, and with Spotify and with all these algorithms, you can pretty much listen to the music you were listening to when you graduated high school for your entire life, sure. you know? And so I just know a lot of people who are, who are music heads or used to be music heads who just don't have the time anymore. Right. And, and I but do. But you've always been a music head. And, and also, I, one of the upsides of the sort of hell world that we live in now is for all the ways that a lot of the algorithms are bad for music, right. one of the good things is, is that it's really easy to just constantly immerse yourself in new stuff and to have a new favorite song every month or so, you know? a song that you want to listen to 10 times an hour for for a few days and then right. you, you know whatever and that i find makes my life better when i have like a new song i'm into you know and i when i'm walking the dogs and stuff like that and so i do a lot of just clicking random clickings like i do read music blogs but a lot of it is just going through new release sections and like what does this sound like i just like that you say nobody's got time to do that well i do <laughs> <laughs> i do i don't have kids you know i don't have a job <laughs> <laughs> really uh, not the way other people have jobs and so yeah and so I just started writing this newsletter it's uh, every other week for free subscribers and then paid subscribers get it every week right um, 
and they're a little different. The paid subscriber one is a little different, but um, it's just a few songs. It's three songs, some thoughts on them, why I think they're worth listening to, and then a couple sections of sort of not you know kind of comedy, music related comedy. Right. You know. Well, dude, I'm so glad. I feel like I feel like I need to plug something because I feel like every time <laughs> I see you, I'm like, oh, go see Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Well, but now you're just in the neighborhood. Yes, uh, but yeah, I will. Please, <laughs> I would love for for people to read it because it definitely kind of helps me feel encouraged to write it. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, newmusicforolds.substack.com. Got it. And then um, when visiting Astoria, go to QED. QED. QED Astoria. Yeah, if you're in New York, uh, check out QEDAstoria.com. It's a lot of comedy, but also storytelling, like Oscar watch parties, events, and stuff like that. That's awesome. Christian, thank you so much for coming in. Dude, always a pleasure. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.